0: I'm Dawn Ennis, and this is the Transporter Room. Right now, Carly Webb is on an away mission. She's traveling in California, and wouldn't you know it, she's in a dead zone, which you know sounds more sci-fi than it's supposed to be. It just means <laughs> she can't connect. We're hoping she'll join us. But the good news is that it's a new year and a new show, and we have, for the first time, one of the icons of transgender athletes Someone who I owe a big apology to, and we'll get into that in a minute. Let me beam up Fallon Fox from Chicago. Hey Fallon. Hey Don, how you doing? It's been a day. Sure. You know, I don't know if you saw, but we published a op-ed I wrote addressed mm-hmm. to TERFs. And we got ratioed. I mean, the TERF world has really taken a bat to my head and you know, they're publishing pre-transition pictures of me and they're calling me a man and saying I have a penis and all this other stuff. And they sort of missed the message, which was, even though I call them TERFs, which is what they are, I really wanted to basically try to establish a dialogue. Like, what can we agree on? But they don't care. They just basically want to see us sidelined or eliminated or, you know, I don't know what they want. I just know that they hate us. So I've been dealing with that. Um, Some intersex advocates misconstrued something that uh, one of my writers and I Uh, tweeted so we had to deal with that. Oh, and then this morning I got a message from you. And let me start by saying, when we came up with the idea, and I say we, I mean I, I proposed in my first year here as Sports Managing Editor, that we can't end the decade of 2010 to 2019 without looking at who are the top trans, gay, lesbian, bisexual athletes and people, you know, people involved in sports of the last decade. Sid and Jim had never done something like that before. That's co-founders Sid Ziegler, Jim Buzinski. Every year, Outsports Awards, Best Female Athlete, Best Female Hero, Best Male Athlete, Best Male Hero, Person of the Year. Uh, they do the Asshole of the Year. And this year we added Non-Binary Person of the Year, which was a great thing. I'm glad we did that. But... I wanted to mark the decade. So I came up with what I thought were the top uh I think it was 10 people I would put in that category. Sid came up with 25 people. Jim came up with 5 people. And as Sid and I were talking, we said, you know, we could go on beyond uh just the numbers that we have here. I said, yeah, we could go to 50 or 100. And he said, at some point somebody's going to feel like they got you know, they missed the cut, and they're going to be sad and angry, and that's not something we want to do." And I said, "Well, we'll have to avoid that." So we were looking at 50, and 50 became unwieldy. So on my own, as managing editor and in charge of this thing I created, I decided we'd cut it off at 20. And Fallon, despite the fact that on SID's list you were in that top 20, I had you right on the outside of that at 21. And that meant that you didn't get an honor that you deserve because you have achieved more than any other trans woman athlete, something that is undeniable. And I owe you an apology for that. And that's where I wanted to start.
1: Well, thank you for the apology. I really appreciate it. Um, I suppose, yeah, I was just a little confused at first. Um, I think you were more than confused.
0: I think you were angry and you had a right to be
1: (laughs) confused and a little angry and just, uh, I didn't understand why I wasn't on the top 20 list or and it's not just about me per se I mean I do believe like in this decade I am the most influential trans woman in sports but besides that even if you take me out of the contention there are a lot of other trans women who have uh influenced or you know done great things in sports. So I mean uh we can talk about like Emily Fox, um the lacrosse uh the uh was it lacrosse she plays, I believe. Laura Hubbard, the weightlifter, Chloe Johnson, the uh CrossFitter, JC Cooper, the weightlifter, Chelsea Wolfe, Rachel McKinnon, Jamie O'Neill, and these are just a few Names that I could mention this decade, and there's a lot more. And there were just not one single solitary trans woman on the top 20 list. And I noticed like a lot of, or like what, four lesbians and you know, a lot of gay men. But I don't know, just it just seemed like transgender women were being excluded. Um, just across the board except for the one article that was put out um, about uh, what was her name the runner
0: cc telfer i believe that's her yeah she was she was named our Outsports female athlete of the year which is a separate thing that we um we chose um there's been a lot of of course, blowback about that. Of course, because there are people who don't believe that trans women are female. But we felt very strongly that, um, in terms of overcoming adversity, in terms of the blowback that she received in trying to compete as a woman athlete, that um, in 2019, that CC, um was the best choice for that award. I mean, there were. I think I noticed. I, I wrote in my article. You know, we could have picked Elena Deladon. We could have picked Megan Rapino um there's a wrestler uh, sorry uh, mma there's an mma fighter who amanda nunez who certainly uh, was worthy of female athlete of the year um and that was something that you know i have to be honest when i looked at the list i did notice we did not name one trans woman athlete in that top 20. there was um there was one trans man chris Mosier, um and This is the second time that we've stumbled when it comes to honoring our trans athletes. In June, we did a series for Pride called Stonewall Spirit. And you were one of our 30 LGBTQ athletes who showed Stonewall Spirit. Um, We published that on June 28th. Sid wrote it up. And we honored you in uh, LGBT History Month, too. And I, I, I know that that doesn't make up for what we did here, but as a trans woman, I have sort of this split idea in my head of I need to raise the voices of trans women, but I also don't want it to appear as if I'm stacking the deck in our favor. Do you understand?
1: Yeah. I hear what you're saying uh, to a little extent. your feelings on the matter, but I mean, and I get, I get the, that kind of like feeling, but like on the other hand, it's, in the opposite direction. So lesbians and, or just gay incorporated in general, uh, has been doing the same thing, stacking the deck in the other way. And like, you know, transgender women really haven't got much play until recently. And I really appreciate like the things that Outsports have done, like, you know, telling the story of transgender athletes, like in the past. And like, and I'm very, very happy that we're like talking about it, at Outsports, and you, and are like willing to talk about it, and you know, apologize, and try to make right. Um, I mean, there's just some like lingering questions, I suppose.
0: Like, I'm here for them.
1: We think about when we think about like, uh, who did you say the MMA fighter, Amanda Noons? Yep. Who was a lesbian MMA fighter who who smashed and became the UFC champion like twice already, and she's very good. But on the other hand, she's right wing AF. Yeah, and uh, she supports Trump and Bolsonaro, which and is Brazil, totally
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Totally against transgender women inclusion which is totally against transgender uh, people's uh, rights, which is totally against LGBT rights and other minorities across the board. I really don't see how she is influencing in a positive way, which is what should be looking, not in a negative way, but positively. She is like, you know, a hero for the right right now. Why
0: is she even on the list? You a know, good question. I don't yeah, know. No, I, I want to address that real quick before you move on, because um, one of the things I think our readers know and that um, Sid and Jim have uh, beaten as a drum is that we try to avoid politics. And part of that is because um, we understand there are people who are LGBT who don't necessarily march to our same beat of the drum in terms of progressives. I'm this progressive AF, and I know that um, most of my staff and the readers are, but not all of us are, and we have to be aware that we don't want to piss anyone off if that's what they're, you know, that's where they are. By the same token, um, I don't see how you can avoid politics in this uh, world that we're in right now, because we're in a place where the political powers that be want to see us further marginalized. So in that regard, I push very hard to uh, address political issues. And I think you're absolutely right. I don't think we've actually been fair to our readers in not um, addressing Amanda's uh, conservative um, bent. I I think that's important. That's a a really good note for me to take. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to do, and I think it's also important not to hold them up as you know, something to be admired as as we might have some weak, pathetic, sellout LGBT people who have joined the right and are actively participating in their own self-destruction and the destruction of our, other LGBT people and people of color and all of this. It's like we are back in the day where black people <laughs> or other minorities were not accepted and why promote a sellout you know of a minority group just because you know you know what i'm saying yeah it's just, it's just ridiculous through time like uh, why are we doing this now all of a sudden they're they're yeah. heroes you know it doesn't make any sense
0: and well, on the, i think that it, it, it goes the, back to the, what the, they the,
1: need to get their stuff
0: together yeah. yeah. Well, think about the Uncle Toms of uh, of the civil rights movement, people who wanted to keep, um, you know, people of color uh, either as uh, indentured servants or as second class citizens who didn't want to fight for their rights. Um, those people, you know, were uh, a detriment. And um, I also want to say that Martin Luther King said um, the, the biggest enemy they have uh, in the civil rights movement of the 1960s wasn't. Um, the bigots, but it was the white people who didn't uh, step up, who didn't um, join the cause, who didn't um, take action, who were in you know basically standing by the sidelines. And uh, I got to say, one of the reasons SB of Vox Media hired me as a managing editor was to bring more diversity. Um, Two white gay men who are cisgender um, have basically focused, for the most part, on gay and lesbian sports, and they. Did cover trans issues and they did do a great job of covering bisexuals and pansexuals and uh, people of uh, different uh, races. But it just goes about saying that I'm a diversity candidate. And I hope in the year that's coming up in February, if you look back at how Outsports has evolved in that year um, as managing editor, I have really stepped up to bring more um, color and more um, Visibility to our trans athletes, to our um, athletes who identify as non binary. And I'm really uh, excited that you are willing to talk about this with us because we're not done. We still need more work to do. This is evident of how we need to do more work. The the stumble I mentioned earlier, by the way, was that um, when we honored people with Stonewall Spirit, one of the uh, 30 people we honored in June was Martina Navratilova. And the argument goes that Martina was a role model icon. Uh, She uh, did amazing things. She fought uh, for her um, being lesbian and took incredible pains to live true to herself. And then she turned out to be a transphobe. And I called her such in uh, one of the articles I wrote. And she hasn't relented. Just Just today, we have an article in which she says, her philosophy is focused on fairness and she means fairness to cisgender women so
1: you know we yeah, got a lot we, of,
0: we got a lot of heat for that one yeah
1: yeah and I realize well good job in uh you know putting that out there and actually you know fighting against that i mean the whole that whole situation is odd with martina given that she uh uh her coach was uh Brittany Richards. <laughs> And I believe she also competed alongside with Renee Richards in double tournaments. Yes. Uh, so she should know better. Um, Yeah. It's just ridiculous, but
0: yeah, good job for. um Tell me about your concerns that. in terms of um your race and your faith. Cause when we talked about this morning, you seem to think that perhaps out sports was, not choosing you because of uh, things you don't, you know, We, as as trans women, we basically change the things we can to make our bodies in congruence with how we see ourselves. But when it comes to race, when it comes to the faith you um, firmly believe in, that's not something that people generally um, can do anything about. So I was just curious as to what your um, advice for me going forward on that is and what your concerns are. Because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm embarrassingly white. And one of the things I love about um, my, my, my podcast co-host, Carly is uh, a person of color. And uh, as a trans woman of color, she brings a perspective that I, I learn from every day. Help me learn. Help me, help me be better at this. What is All it right. that we don't do?
1: Sure, 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 sure. Um, well, maybe not all sports in particular, but like a lot of uh, news entities tend to, um, in a lot of cases, like downplay women of color, and especially in sports um, across the board, I mean, we really have to struggle to be looked at in a positive light in some ways because, well, A lot of Caucasian people, like, really don't appreciate Black women. So, you know, given that history, given the things that have gone on, that's one of the first things that a woman of color, of course, will contemplate if they feel like they're being excluded. And on the the subject of uh, religion, um, while even if there may be some Black people in Uh, say, a group or entity that's promoting or disseminating uh, articles or information. Um, It doesn't matter if there's a black person there. That person can still be um, discriminatory against people of other faiths or no faiths at all. Given that I'm an atheist, (laughs) Satanist, so a person who, like, doesn't believe in God but is a Satanist, one of the categories of the most hated people in America and the most distrusted people in America. That's another category that I'm going to ask. Um, well, is it because of this or because of this? Because atheists and Satanists are disregarded often.
0: Wouldn't you say more than disregarded? Wouldn't you say that there's actually animosity and fear related to your um beliefs oh for
1: sure i mean you can't you couldn't can you um i mean statistically people who who are unbelievers in the christian faith or any faith at all are the most distrusted people in america that could be looked up by google search you know so i mean try and picture a picture a person who says they're an atheist or a non-believer or is considered an infidel trying to run for office. It's very rare that ha- that happens,
0: you know? So, yeah. The largest, the largest number girl. of people in the United States are the nuns, the people who are N-O-N-E. They don't believe in any organized religion. They are flocking away from the flock. They they don't want to be part of um, religious institutions. And, um, you know, I, I can't speak to Satanism, but I can speak to, I have lots of friends who are atheists or just, you know, not into being part of any kind of religious faith.
1: Yeah. I mean, things are getting uh, a little bit better as time goes on. You know, more people are starting to, I mean, leave and just like become their own, or I'm sorry, profess their own, uh, non-belief. And so that's giving, people who are non-believers or people of different faiths um, a little bit of leverage, you know, but it's Mm. still pretty bad, but.
0: I don't know. I I think that um, you've got the trifecta there. You're a trans woman, you're a woman of color, and you're an atheist slash Satanist. You check a lot of boxes for people. Don't (laughs) Don't forget lesbian oh and don't forget also we got two more we got lesbian and we also have that you are um, reputed to have broken a woman's skull and that is constantly brought up as if it was yesterday that you were doing what you're supposed to do in an mma ring which is beat the shit out of the other opponent and i wanted to give you an opportunity to address that because people still bring that up and i wonder does that haunt you is it something you don't want to talk about Gosh, I'll talk about that to the day I die. (laughs) Oops, Fallon, that sound means it's time to take a break. We'll be right back with Fallon Fox in the Transporter Room. And we're back. Fallon Fox is our guest.
1: I'm not the only woman to have broken another woman's skull in MMA. It's ridiculous how many people have broken faces or bones or look at Ronda Rousey snapping arms. <laughs> and I mean, people cutting people up. You can find a billion pictures of women with bloody faces and, you know, all over the Internet in MMA. Like, I'm not the only female to have done this. It's just, you know, just a bunch of fucking assholes. You're um, who, who just I don't even think they believe what they say about like advantages. For the most part, they just hate trans women. Because looking at me compete and looking at me, looking at my body and looking at me actually compete in comparison to someone like Chris Cyborg or, you know, some of these other ones, you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous to even say that I'm not like pushing out crazy amounts of pushes punches or holding other women down to like some degree, you know, it's I've never, I was never like that. I never did that. So
0: I don't know. What was it like to know that it wasn't your inability to compete as a MMA athlete, but it was bias and prejudice and transphobia that kept you from reaching the levels that you should have? Rightfully, you should have been able to, you know, work your way up. And you were blocked at every turn. Of course, of
1: course, of course. I mean, some women wouldn't fight me. Uh, UFC said they didn't want to have me because I'm trans. Um, yeah, what state are they in? I don't know. That could be discriminatory illegally.
0: Las Vegas is uh, where UFC is located, the headquartered. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know... We'll see how that goes in the future as laws change. but like, you know, yeah, I was just blocked by them. Like a lot of, like all of the major organ, all of the major organizations and phone calls, they were like, um, with coaches and stuff like that. They were saying that they didn't want to have me UFC was the only one that actually said, you know, outright that the reason is because I'm trans by,
0: um,
1: the leader of UFC himself. So I
0: don't know. Do you, um, do you have regrets when you look back? It's six years since you were in the ring. Do you think that uh, there's something you would have done differently? Had you a chance to do it over again? I mean,
1: knowing what I know now and being through all of that, like, yeah, there are some things that I would change. Certainly, you know, I got a grip on how to handle the crowd when they're yelling and screaming and, Like you know doing all kinds of stuff that can distract you um things like that maybe but like knowing that i didn't know what i know now and uh just given everything that i went through at that time like i feel like i did my best to my best ability that i possibly could given what i had at the time so i'm really not disappointed in myself actually i'm quite proud of myself
0: you should be i'm
1: I'm like well i'm pretty sure and i'm happy that i'm one of the most badass people on the face of the earth and i'll take that to the grave. i'm gonna be uh,
0: prideful uh, about that (laughs) whether your name's whether your name's in a list or not um no one can take away what you have achieved and um i imagine that like most athletes after they've um, you know, had their glory days, you must be looking uh at different things that you are doing to make life fulfilling. What are some of those things? What what is it that you're doing these days?
1: Well, let's see. Um these past few years I've been in school. Um that's the reason why I haven't been competing. I was just focusing on that primarily. Um, but I've got
0: like maybe nine months left or something like that for school are you a, a masters or a, a, a bachelor's degree what is it you're uh, going for bachelor's i mean That's i not talk about
1: it. i don't want to talk about what field but okay um right now but just yeah i've got my bachelor's. so i mean i've been focusing on that and lately i have been focusing on getting back into shape and i'm looking at possibly doing some martial arts competitions in the future so I don't know how long that will be um, to do. Uh, but maybe jujitsu and we'll see what happens after that. When I do that, it'll probably be more of a hobby, but I'll still be giving it everything I have. Yeah. And then we'll see where that turns into. Um,
0: that would so be really exciting. I hope you'll tell, um, I know that Sid Ziegler wants to, uh, write a feature story about your um, you know, your history and also what you've got planned. So hopefully when that uh, materializes, we can learn more about that. Um, I do want to ask you something about just the entire issue in general. What's your response as someone who has been on the inside in terms of those who just cannot get their minds around the fact that people are different? There is no one way to be a woman. There is no one way to be a man. That there is no, um, there's no doubt that transition and medical uh, intervention has an effect on your body and how it affects your performance. How do you respond to those people who just don't get it?
1: Uh, how do they respond to them now? I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, I used to try and come off more, I don't know, cerebral and try and explain things to them, but. A lot of the times, most of the times, I just don't listen because they are brainwashed, you know, by parents and more right wing elements in our society. So, I mean, and I believe that at the core, they understand the dynamic that you're speaking about, you know, that we are women and all this or whatever, but they just have been um, trained to <laughs> hate us. And, you know, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. So, I mean, for a lot of them, there's not going to be much we can do. We have to, like, change laws and, you know, fight them until they just either some of them change or, some or of them die off
0: the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Or- uh, yeah. You know, oh, it's it's and I know that there are young people who are TERFs and, and and transphobes and anti-trans activists, too. But for the most part, this seems to be a subset of older, raging lesbian and especially British lesbians who just cannot fathom. The fact that they've already peed next to a trans woman, they just don't know it, <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, yeah, we, we've been around for generations this isn't a new fad or something it's it blows my mind it really does um so this is the part where carly and i usually just uh, chatter about our favorite sci-fi have you seen the new star wars movie
1: i have been watching oh yeah i've watched the new star wars movie yes i have
0: and the mandalorian do you watch that too oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've watched all the mandalorian episodes well what i'm excited about is star trek picard that's that's what's coming for me in just about, uh, let's see, today's a second. Uh, this will be airing on the weekend. So, oh, less than two weeks, I guess. Just maybe two to three weeks. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, I've been a Star Trek fan since I was 12 years old. Um, and I love Star Wars and all the other science fiction. I love to read books. But I was wondering, what 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 do you call your jam? What's, uh, what's your favorite sci-fi?
1: Oh, my favorite sci-fi? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. I think it'd be something more cyberpunk-ish
0: oriented. Oh. Uh, does it kind of be anime? Sure, absolutely. My thirteen-year-old loves anime. He watches it all the time. It's crazy. Ghost in the Shell. Yes,
1: my favorite. So yeah,
0: it was. It was really big at Comic Con this year. I was very lucky to get to cover Comic Con in New York. And there were huge, like 20 feet tall posters from Ghost in the Shell. So,
1: <sighs> her character her was very interesting, you know, and the concepts of the cyberpunk concepts and of what the future could possibly be like and you know, were very interesting to me. And she was a very inspirational character. So, yeah, that's why I like it so much, I guess.
0: And for me, I think the idea that in at least in the world of Star Trek, you know, there's a future that people of all different kinds will hopefully, you know, get along. And the only thing that Star Trek hasn't done, which has been a big disappointment is they've been really slow. So is Star Wars to embrace our community. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of um, LGBT Star Trek and Star Wars fans, and it's a shame that they haven't embraced that. a fleeting kiss in Star Wars: uh, Rise of Skywalker doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> yeah, that kiss was a little, little
1: uh, sparse. It was like what point five seconds.
0: I don't know. Yeah, if you blink, you missed it. <laughs> well,
1: that. Star Trek
0: did the whole gay thing with Zulu. Yeah, yeah, they turned Zulu gay, and they had one episode in the Next Generation where Riker falls in love with a non-binary person. <sighs> yeah, and you that's know. Very cool but it yeah, can do better. Yeah, they can do better. And hopefully they will in a new series. You never know. Fallon Fox, I am so delighted you took time to not only, you know, set me straight, but to just talk about all the things that you've experienced and where you're going in the world. Um, we look forward to reading about you more in OutSports. And I hope that this won't be your last visit to the Transporter Room.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Thank well, you than for ha- having this conversation. I'm glad
0: to be able to discuss things. Yeah, and you're going to see a story in Outsports that uh, that's basically going to set the record straight on where you belong in the Outsports 20. So thank you, thank you for being uh, you and for standing up for you. And um, don't don't uh, don't take our mistakes as a slight. It's proof that hey, we're human. We make mistakes, and I do a lot of them. <laughs>
1: i'm fine i appreciate the corrections and apologies it's
0: awesome so that's awesome all right i'm going to beam you back down to chicago and you have a great new year thank you Fallon. All right. and that's all the time we have for this week i'm don ennis we'll have carly back from her away mission next week on the transporter room happy new year